Welcome to the podcast that transcends awareness into practice. In this season, entitled Harmony in Relationships, we will explore together the steps in the dance of relationship. Each episode builds on the one that preceded it. I present your question. Your question, I respond. Hello, this is Yolanda Kumidu. Welcome to my podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Um, so you have uh, listened to the presentation on vulnerability, a quite vulnerable episode, <laughs> um, because it's um, it's quite uh, um, difficult to try to explain vulnerability to. Uh, it's something that um, unless you get a glimpse, um, it's it's challenging to try to talk about it. Uh, but um, I'm glad that um, you came with your questions, and I think I'm ready for them. <laughs> we will see. I'll do my best. <laughs> I'm sure you would. <laughs> so where do you want to begin? Um you listened to the episode? Yeah, yeah. I did. And um, it was amazing, insightful. It really helped me connect like deeper somewhere in the gut. You know, even just, just this word has so many feelings attached to this, right? That, you know, you almost want to turn off your thinking brain and just be with that feeling, that word. So, you know, um, just to start off and, you know, the questions are all random. Um, when you spoke about the need for love, you know, it's, it's, it's a very, I kept thinking, I went back to, you know, how culturally I, I was brought up, how I was taught things, right? This need to be loved can be taken very like a selfish kind of act in, you know, how we are taught, right? You know, to give, to be, to do and not to really get or receive or even know that your that what your wants and needs are right so i i just wanted to talk to you about it if you can talk a little more about need to be loved because this is something that i want to learn and understand a little more and i i don't know if it's a sil is there a boundary or is it a line which can cross to selfishness i i just don't know yeah um you see selfishness always gets a bad rap um mm. in every culture um selfishness is looked down to and uh, but uh, basically we if we are not accessing selfishness we cannot um function uh, selfishness, the, the the gift of selfishness is that it helps you take care of yourself, mm. even the basics. So 
let me, since you're bringing it up, I, I just want to start even and say even selfishness has incredible gifts for us. But every time we get stuck in living out of one energy, that all our decisions, all our perceptions and reactions come from one place, selfishness, then there are consequences. But it's the same thing if you come from the other place, if you get stuck with pleasing and giving, that also, of course, has gifts, but that also has a lot of limitations. You're left empty. There's no recharge. There is no, especially when someone is caught into uh, pleasing all the time, there, there's no ability to put boundaries to then you neglect yourself and you're just focusing on what keeps people uh, happy. But let me go back to to be loved, the need to be loved. So I mentioned that as one of the, what I think for um, ways, uh, uh, you see, it was my way to make it more simple for, for me to understand, for, for me to talk about. Um, so when I said need to be loved, it, 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 it equals with our need to be understood, seen, heard, received, and I, from my experience, I think that's universal. It's within the, the human condition that, you see, children, and I know, you know, you talked about having, they, 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 they want to be seen and heard. And if they are not, either they withdraw and they feel they are nothing, and they feel they are invisible, or they act out to to get attention. So, and they, don't forget that vulnerability is held by our inner child, our inner vulnerable child. So, to that's why I think it makes it more challenging to explain about it yeah. logically because yeah. it, it comes from pure need, the bottom line of need. So the need to be loved is need to be received, to be noticed, to be heard, to be seen, to be taken care of. All those are under that and if we don't know how to do that for ourselves first we are in big trouble because then we take all that and we put it on someone else on our partner and we want others to to be seen to see us to but what i'm trying to do in talking about vulnerability and inform is that is the number one adult responsibility for us to see what we need, to take care of what, to notice what we need and give it to ourselves. It's our responsibility to give it to ourselves first. And if we do that, when someone, we are becoming more, sensitive and empathic when someone else needs it we understand it 
We don't just give, give, give because we know that no matter how much we give, if the other person is not able to I hold see. their vulnerability, yeah. it's going to be a, 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 a bottomless uh, hole. It's no end how much they need and they need and they need. So if uh, I understand this correctly, it starts from your birth. It's a natural phenomena. But if it's not fulfilled, I don't know if there is a way to fully fill this bucket. But if it's not fulfilled from your parents, is when you start growing up and looking outwards from other people and unconsciously start acting out to just receive it somehow. Exactly. From your partner, from your brother, from your sibling, from your And you friends. see, in the very beginning, though, children and parents, is the parents' responsibility to take care of the children's vulnerability. Because a child, as a child, cannot take care of their needs, of their vulnerability. And that's the parents' role to give love, care, to see them, to hear them. But parents also have personalities and needs. And vulnerabilities. <laughs> and vulnerabilities. <laughs> so in some ways, every single parent, no matter how wonderful and educated and trained, we will, we will always like, I always tell everybody, I wish my son has only five years of therapy instead of 10. <laughs> mm. <laughs> because it, it, we, like you said, we have our fault. But in the very beginning, I just want to say, as children, these are the needs that they have. And the, it's their parents' responsibility. Whether they meet it or not, they meet it a lot or they meet it in no at all. They don't meet it at all. Once we enter adulthood, then it's totally in our hands. Even if a parent that was not paying attention, they did work on themselves and they come around and now they are offering themselves and they say, they apologize and they say, I'm, I'm going to be there for you. The ship has sailed. They mm -hmm. also cannot carry that for us. It's finished. Now is our job. Wow. And in order to sense vulnerability, you see, for those of us that have a personality that moves fast, that is a doer, that we are busy all the time, children don't like to move like that. Children whisper. They, spoke, they speak. They're shy. They speak low. They, we miss it. We miss what our inner child needs. You know, it's beautiful you said that because listening to your video, this really resonated with me, wanted to understand deeper the real relationship between the words that you use, stillness, loneliness, or solitude with vulnerability. Like, what is their relationship really like, right? What happens when you have all this right stillness to the loneliness then you sit down 
how do you access to that vulnerability then? You don't have to do anything. The fact of slowing down, you see, that is the speed with which children move. They are never in the rush. They don't have a list to do things. They, you see, you watch them and they get absorbed in one game, in one toy. Then they drop it and they go to the other one and they are totally absorbed there. You see, it's, it's that when they are absorbed with some, it, they are totally still and, and focusing on that. Like being in present moment. That's it. That's it. And then, but it's nobody's fault, Hermit, you see. Life seeps in. We have responsibilities. We have jobs to attend to, children to take to school to, bills to pay. Or we are just too afraid of our own selves. Or we don't know, or we are too afraid. But why are we afraid? Because maybe we never had the opportunity, we didn't even know of that state of our being that we are born with. Because for us, some of us, maybe early, we, st we needed to act more like an adult. Mm. We were parentified children. We were placed in a position of Responsibility. Responsibility inappropriate for our age. So that means we never really experienced. We, we don't remember if we go back. We don't remember what did we used to do as children. So that becomes more challenging for people now in adulthood to go back and connect. But the good news is that the child didn't go anywhere. It just got buried a bit deeper, which means there's more patience and with more time we start unearthing, we start reaching out to hear, but we need to be quiet and it comes up. It's, it's that inner whisper. It's like... What you said in your video about different, different aspects or personalities of that inner child, is that vulnerable inner child is the one holding our sadness? Yes. Yes. Our loneliness, our sadness, our fears, our sense of abandonment, mm. all the vulnerable child holds them. That's oh. our vulnerability. All the unmet needs yes. of that child yes. is held with that inner child. Mm -hmm. if, if those needs stayed unmet as a, in childhood and a parent never met those, but even if a parent met those needs, even if a parent met those needs, we still carry vulnerability. We still continue at times when we feel sad. Is the vulnerable child that experiences the sadness? Because what I understand is there's no 100% of parenting anywhere in the world. It's, we're all parenting human. meaning where you satisfy every need of the child. It's, that's impossible task. Impossible, right? <laughs> like, there's no such thing as 100%. No. That's an impossible. We do the best we can. Right. 
So every human being has that challenge. Yeah, the challenge as a parent and as uh, as a child, we never get totally everything we need because our parent cannot read everything. Right, and they have their own struggles. And And they have their own struggles and they have their own attention and they have their own, um, uh, you know, worries and... This vicious circle of yes, life. Yes, correct. Keeps going on. Yeah. But knowing, and that's why I'm doing these episodes, Hermit, you see, is that um, I had to learn about my vulnerability. And I'm a therapist. So mm. many years ago, when I didn't do work with recognizing my own vulnerability, when a client came in vulnerable state, I really didn't know what to do. Mm. And only after doing years and years and years work on getting in touch with my vulnerability, I'm now in a better position first to sense it in someone <laughs> and then to, to have something to say about it. And to hold it. And to hold it. See, this, this is uh, one of the questions, you know, beautifully put, you know. I had one of the questions like, can you really be vulnerable to even if it's a close one can you be vulnerable to a wrong person or you know a loved one who's not ready to receive it or hold it or is not even in that mind state of mind where is that present enough or ready enough so you're really at least that's what i'm hearing is can you allow yourself to be vulnerable to someone who is in a power position, stays in the in their power. Yeah, and defense. Defense is power, okay? Right. That's not a safe place. Yeah. No, I wouldn't recommend that. Vulnerable children, our inner vulnerable children, need to feel safe to come out. And, and remember, first, we need to hold them. And then when it's safe, meaning that the, the, our partner is also able to hold our vulnerability, then we share some of that. Because otherwise, we expect our partner to take care of our vulnerability. And that is not going to happen. Or if it's going to happen, it, they don't know how one day maybe they're tired. They don't feel like doing it. Yeah. You, you see? So it's not nobody else's responsibility. So when you, when you feel vulnerable and your partner is tired or is occupied with other things, that's not a place to open up. You need to almost kind of set the stage. I, I have something very sensitive to share. Is this a good time for you? Mm. You need to check. Because if, let's say, you did some work and you're better able to identify and share your vulnerability, it doesn't mean you go around sharing it. Mm. It has to be safe. And it has to be... And now we're talking about these this, um, episodes, of course, about relationships, harmony in relationships. And that's one ingredient that is added to end up with harmony in relationship with your partner. Mm. To both 
and have a sense of and respect. You see, respect your own vulnerability and the other person's vulnerability. See, this uh, word respect, right? Um, it was such a thin boundary with my personal experience when I became vulnerable to a loved one that it almost gave me a lot of expectation from that person to now just because that day I was vulnerable now they know me more and they know my past struggles or what I'm going through today they should somehow develop that respect or give me that extra space or do something almost for me to make me feel better. That's a very dangerous path. Yeah. Expectation of such magnitude, it's uh, very rarely met. Yeah, and then you And almost, it's nobody's fault. Yeah. It's not your fault for having it, and it's not your partner's fault for not fulfilling it. And some inner voice would just say, see... It wasn't worth it. <laughs> <laughs> and then whoop, you cl you You're shut close. down and you go. Right. Yeah. Right. It's almost like, you know, with my vulnerability all my life, you know, I have personally used used that vulnerability to sometimes get something out of that person, you know, almost in a manipulative way. That's different use of vulnerability. I know, right? <laughs> I'm glad you're bringing it up, actually, mm -hmm. because it was used. Um, so that is not vulnerability. That is um, actually selfishness. Is you want something and you will do anything to get it, even if you're putting yourself what it looks like, very, very, you know, um, uh, opening up and now you know me, you know everything about me. Yeah. It's almost you obligate the other person right. now to give back. Right. That doesn't work very well, as you found out. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like you start acting like a victim, the beggar who wants something from you to show their wound and say, give me this. But also, you see, if you use it like that, even that way, you're protecting yourself. Because if I open myself to you and show you how vulnerable I am and sensitive, I'm protecting myself, the chances are you're not going to get angry at me. You're not going to leave me. You're not going to drop me if I show you how needy I am. So that, in some ways, it's not vulnerability, it's power. Because vulnerability can be camouflage. I mean, I think what you're bringing, the example, the wonderful example you're bringing, is vulnerability, power, camouflaged as vulnerability. So I want something from you, and I figured out that the way to get it is to show the very vulnerable, but that's power because at the end you give it to me because I obliged you. So who is the most powerful here? I am the most powerful, not you that you gave it to me. So the vulnerability used to get something is actually not vulnerability, but power. Correct. Hmm. And the real vulnerability, as you said, with bare skin is... Only when you feel 
completely safe with someone. But first, you have to have that relationship with yourself. And it needs to go slow. How do you access your own vulnerability? That was my question. How do you actually embrace your own vulnerability? So right now, it's an afternoon. Right? This is an example. You might say to yourself, Harmit, what do you feel like doing? And you wait. And you need to discern between responsibility, I have to, I should, I was scheduled to do that, all that, you put that aside, and you just sit and you say, do I feel like doing that doesn't involve productivity it doesn't involve serving someone else it doesn't involve responsibility that simple question and if nothing happens you wait so it's almost like no thinking zone oh yes the thinking actually is what takes you out of vulnerability mm. The guilt, the shame, and all the responsibilities you want to push you to. And the obligations. Obligations. The obligations. That's not the way to connect Takes you out. Takes you further away. Mm. So if you do something, so this afternoon, let's say, what, I mean, do you, what do you really want to do? And if it starts, well, I should do this, mm. I have to do this, you, 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 you're so far away from any, putting any ear to your vulnerable child because he knows what he wants. But it's not safe with you to tell you because you're already somewhere else. Wow, just listening to this makes me feel more connected to myself. Just listening. It's like almost saying, okay, I want this chattering to stop and connection to begin. And for someone that, uh, let's say, if a person has a personality, the dominant part of their personality is a doer, is a, mm. you know, they don't stay still enough <laughs> to even ask the question. Forget about wait for the answer. So you just answered one of my questions, how you develop the muscle for the vulnerability to hold your own vulnerability. And also, most people are scared of loneliness. Yeah. You know, they think that if they stay alone and uh, spend some time alone, that uh, there's so many um, negative connotations about being alone. Yeah. What? You don't have friends? Mm -hmm. um, you're not wanted? Uh, Human being is a social animal. <laughs> yes, you're, you're not. As, you see? So you, you yourself don't allow yourself to stay. Mm. Because that's the only time that the vulnerable child will speak. It needs quiet, Stillness, slow, patience, alone time. 
and you ask. And in, in some ways, you start pretending that it's a, it's a little boy, let's say, mm. that it comes, is, is next to you. And you ask them, what do you want to do? And little children, uh, some of them know exactly what they want to do right away. And some of them is like, I don't know. And you mm. have to wait. Mm. And especially if it's something that you haven't done, that takes extra waiting until that door opens for that vulnerable child to feel safe enough with you that you're not going to drop them and go do something else. Mm. Because that's their experience living with you, that you drop them and you're busy. Abandon them. Abandon them. And you're busy doing either other responsibilities or for others or things that... they And you know something else? Vulnerable children, their needs are so simple. <laughs> yeah, like an ice cream. Like an ice cream. I just want an ice cream. They don't care about getting tickets to the upcoming concert. And, and I'm just mm. giving mm. crazy examples here. Mm. It can be a cone of ice cream. Mm. That's it. That's all I want right now. And you give it. This, I, so this brings me to another question. Is that just the inner child that's vulnerable? Or can a mature adult have that same vulnerability? Do we have to access that inner child of part of ourselves to really see the vulnerability in ourselves? Or? That's who holds the vulnerability. That's the one who holds it for everyone. Yeah. As adults who usually calculate and think or rationalize. And fake a lot of things. But the real truth is hidden in that inner child. And you said the word. That's the bottom truth, our truth, is held in the hands of that child. Because what if we are able to contact them and wait and listen, they say exactly what's needed. Mm. Right there. There's nothing more. There's no hidden. <laughs> so it's almost it's like in a heart, not brain. It's is there is there a bodily sensation? Is there a physical sensation attached to something like this? Can you be aware with physicality of it? It comes as a whisper. And it's calm. Unless it's an unpleasant feeling, then it comes with a charge of pain. Our pain is also held by our vulnerable child. Mm. So therapy and all that helps, but only helps if we access the part that hurts. Because very often we, we rush to explain the pain and find a solution. And we miss asking the child mm. and waiting for the child to tell us because he, she has the answer. Or that's the way to get some attention from us, right? Asking, knocking that door saying, look at me, look at the pain. Meanwhile, we are already on solution. That's right. In the, uh, intellectual solution. 
mm. adult solution, that doesn't work. rational solution. No, no, it doesn't work. Because vulnerability, it's, it's, uh, it's about sensing. It's being is not doing. Mm. That's where the stillness comes. That's how you hold him. You listen. You tune in. And you see, when you do this work on yourself, your partner will benefit like nothing else. Because immediately you become more sensitive to your partner's needs. Mm. Not that you're going to give it to them, but you understand them better. Actually, you become more aware how much you cannot give. You cannot take away the pain or solve everything. Mm. And it's up to them. <laughs> Just because you're connected to your own self. That's right. Beautiful. It almost relieves you from the responsibility of pleasing. And solving. Solving. Others problems the solution is inside of us mm. always no no outside person has a solution for us <laughs> and we are so programmed to give a solution before the sentence even ends of that person <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> some of us are me <laughs> yeah <laughs> me <definitely. laughs> i just So does vulnerability in this way also means taking care of your own self? It's just the real needs. That come from a child. So many women, for example, right, that are busy, whatever, they will say, oh, now I'm taking care of myself. Right. I'm doing my hair. I'm doing my nails. I'm going for coffee. My time. My, me time, me my time, time yeah. yes. And that is correct. That's true. But it's, these are all external bodily needs, mm. which are very valuable. But if you want to really take care of yourself, it's hold what do you need in terms of energetically, emotionally. Mm. That's the real nourishing and feeding a lot of people confuse taking care of myself. Oh, I'm going to this first class, flying first class. I'm taking care of myself. Flying first class, going to this expensive vacation. Mm. Beautiful. More power to you. Do it. But is that what the child wants? <laughs> You're actually distancing yourself more by being around more people running and doing and schedules. And it's nothing wrong with that. It's okay. It's necessary. But if you really want to talk about how do you take care of your vulnerability, only the child can give you the answer. is giving them what they need when they need it. So you ask. Mm. So with a partner, you see, you don't just give your vulnerability away. You can share your vulnerability. 
I can communicate with you my dialogues with my child or what I need because my, my inner child told me. As my partner, I can inform you when we are both calm, when I feel you're present here with me, your attention is on me, we link and there's a safety, I can inform you, put a bit of what's happening inside of me on your lap, but not necessarily for you to take care of it, to be informed. So we connect. You see, when people talk about, let's connect, connection time, connection time, it has nothing to do with doing things together. It's about, or intimacy. In, if you don't have access of your inner child, there's no way you can be intimate with someone because that's the ultimate level of openness, of connection. Of connection. See, when you say this word inform, it changes so much of my perspective of being vulnerable to my own spouse where, you know, when I start this vulnerability, it's almost like I'm giving it to her to take care of it now. It's not information. It's 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 like now I'm sharing this with you and can you hold me now? Can you do this? No. Yeah. No. She will disappoint you. Yeah. I don't care how much she loves you and she wants to. We are the res- we are responsible for our own vulnerability first. So no, that because then you actually can end up victim to that. Right. And that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. So is it almost like you are vulnerable, you are connected, you held yourself, and almost some part of it is closed, taken care of, is when you go to the other person to just inform. And that creates connection. Because then they feel that you're just... You're not there to want anything, mm. judge, um, attack in any way, just to inform. Sure. And that inspires them to settle down, open up. feel and open up and connect. Then they go, whether they know or not, automatically they feel safe, the vulnerability opens and that's when connection happens linkage happens energetically energetically intimacy happens uh, and, and there are many different kinds of intimacy sexual intimacy but emotional and energetic intimacy as well and that especially I mean I don't want to stereotype here but it is a, a, a fact that Women are socialized to have that need, but they don't know how to really, um, a lot of us still don't know how to verbalize it, how to describe it. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's maybe described as, oh, you don't spend time with me, or you don't talk to me about your feelings. But that's not necessarily about connection, is are you in touch with your feelings, with your needs? Because feelings are different. Feelings are reactions to unmet needs or met any needs. kind of reactions. Okay. Those are emotions and they're part of the mind. The mind 
wants something, doesn't get it, and we have a reaction, anger, sadness, mm. you know, but it's a reaction. Mm. But vulnerability is, is, is about states of being, needs, not reactions. So it's almost you're reversing the whole feeling to actually see what need That's right. started What's, And the need underneath. Yeah. Yeah. Because if I'm angry with you, that's an emotion. But anger is power. Anger is the surface. Mm. Under every single anger is a vulnerability mm. that has not been met. <laughs> Beautiful. So how do you how do you really you know you spoke about closing that vulnerability also? So oh, that... I'm so glad you're bringing that up. Yeah. Because as important as it is. To open up is equally important to know to close down. Because when you're vulnerable, it's as if you're without skin. Mm-hmm. And that's dangerous. You don't walk around open like that. I am talking about vulnerability. It doesn't mean you take it to work, to take it with your friends even. I'm talking about with the most intimate connection with your partner supposed to be there, the most intimate connection. You expect it to be there. So there is where you really need to know how to handle it. With other people, of course, if you feel safe. But if you walk around open and you don't know how to close down and get in your power, you become a victim. And, you know, I can attest to that because my mother, you know, lived her entire life in a vulnerability state and it was just like vulnerability to everyone the victim victimization and asking for constant help and people can see through your weakness it almost was taken like a weakness and taken advantage of of how and what they can take out of that vulnerability and use it to their profits that's what i'm talking about you cannot walk around open in vulnerability so you need to close down shut it down and go to your usual power whether you're a responsible person you're a high achiever it's fine there's nothing wrong with uh, moving in that so the way you said to access the vulnerability is there a step to close it as a practical step to close the vulnerable self of yours. You speak to the child. You say, okay, I'm taking over now. By the way, before I said, you listen to the child and you give them, sometimes you also put limits in what they are asking you. Mm. If it's not time, the right time and the right place. It's not that you say yes to everything. Parenting. Parenting. So you become the adult, (laughs) mature parent to your own inner child. Mm. That's the work. Mm. And as an adult, mature, you know when it's time to open and when it's not time, and when it's safe and when it's not safe. You say, now, stay there, I'm taking over. I'm dealing with this. And you go to your power. Putting the boundaries. Putting boundaries. That's right. So you talk to your inner child and say, 
you know, hold him and just say, I'm here. Protecting you, but I'm taking over now. Now it's my turn. Yeah. Because a lot of people take the vulnerability. You know, you won't, you will not take a young child into work with adults. Mm. <laughs> and a lot, sometimes we do that. Mm. But getting back to relationship. So you see, when both partners are able to access their vulnerability and in intimate moments allow opening for both of them at the same time, that is unbelievable inner satisfying connection. Fulfilling. Total fulfilling. But if you give your vulnerability to your partner, expecting them to take care of it, the worst is expecting them to mind read what you need. Oh, that mm. is there. That, <laughs> that is another level. <laughs> a mm. lot. Sometimes I get couples and, uh, you know, there's a certain expectation. Well, he should know what I need by now. He, uh, uh, she should be able to read my mind. Nope. Yeah, we've been you together are... this many years. How can we Exactly. Have that, right? Nope. That is not going to happen. You're asking for trouble. And then you blame the other person that they, they didn't read you. Yeah. It's not their job. Yeah. It's your job. Like I'm responsible for my happiness. That's it. And my vulnerability. That's it. And fulfilling it. To access it and fulfill it. And to close it. It's almost like I have this tool that I'm using to create the intimacy with my partner. But making sure it's used right, making sure it's it's taking it's it's in good condition to be used. Exactly, and not making it their responsibility. Yeah. It's not their responsibility to guess and then to take care of it. I mean, that is the wrong path. And what do you end up with? Absolute disappointment and anger. See, so one part, if you are constantly vulnerable to your loved one or a relationship, right? And that person is just not ready to receive or open up, as I said before, you can be perceived as a very needy. Correct. Yeah, but also you cannot allow yourself to be open all the time. Right. Because that is the definition of neediness. Right. That, you know, and again, needy from the other. The need needs to be from you. Mm. Yeah. Informing. Yes. Informing your partner of what is happening. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. Thank you. This, this you see, the, the theme of vulnerability is always so sensitive and... and and I think your your questions and your points um, and this dialogue, actually, uh, it feels um, quite authentic and quite uh, profound to me anyway. Thank you so much, Harmit, for coming. Yeah, listen, thank you for all this insight, this awareness. You know, I have done things with very little awareness with relationships and as I said not closing that vulnerability not taking care of that vulnerability this this is life-changing for me right now I feel more connected to myself just by this dialogues 
So I'm thank so you. happy to hear it. Thank you for everything. Thank you. The next topic coming up is acceptance. If you're interested in being on my podcast, please email me at awarenesssuckspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, yahara. <laughs>